Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. As we get started today, I want to start by telling you a story about one of my clients who all this ties back into from the first two episodes. And as we finish this three-part series, you'll see how it comes full circle. Have you ever felt nervous and unsure of yourself when stepping into a new role? One of my one-on-one coaching members started as a manager in a corporate company when we first started coaching. When she first came to me, she had only been with the company for about a month and she felt the need to have a coach because she just fell out of place in this organization. And she had recently transitioned from the nonprofit sector to this Titan corporate company. As a manager, she had no direct reports and was struggling. And she was going through some imposter syndrome as well as having some difficult time with certain relationships in the company. When she first started, we worked on her confidence. And there was basically a reason why she had been selected for this position. And we decided to come up with uh, several thoughts and ideas on why that was and focus in on her strengths. And why she got that job and nobody else did. Then we started working on her peer feedback after about 60 days. She began to make small adjustments along the way and her confidence began to increase with each coaching session. However, there was still some hesitation and then it happened. Team conflict. You know those corporate emails where they get slung back and forth like a ping pong match. You know, this one gets volleyed here and there and somebody courtesies this person's boss and this person courtesies that person's boss. And, you know, this direct supervisor gets involved and chaos ensues after that. By the time our coaching session came by that week, I could tell that she had been emotionally and physically drained. She unloaded her story on me and the situation that was at hand and we developed a course of action to move forward. As things began to improve and new exploratory conversations were going on, repairs were done and unity was finally restored. And then it happened. Her boss was let go, her only advocate in the organization. So the first 90 days were quite a storm for this lady. And she was considering whether or not to go back to the nonprofit sector. After all, they do things differently here, and she thought that the corporate world moved much slower than the nonprofit. And again, we sat back, analyzed the situation, and without a leader, and everybody frantic around her, she became the eye of the storm, the calm. She became that ambassador that everyone was looking to. At that moment, She took the years of experience and a little bit of coaching 
and became the pillar everyone could lean on. Within a couple weeks, she was announced as the new senior manager. Serving as a leader frequently takes people out of their comfort zones, and failure is a part of that process. Purpose to Impact leaders know that people often feel awkward and even nervous in the face of change, so they make sure to give people a clear direction and frequent feedback. They offer you the same encouragement, direction, and guidance every single day. Do you want to be a purpose to impact leader and revolutionize the way you lead and find true success? If that's the case, you can send me a message at Kirby at KirbyIngles.com or visit www.KirbyIngles.com. Let's continue. So I want to ask you, how do leaders cope with the demands of leadership? Well, they cultivate friendships and partnerships just like in the previous story that I was telling you about. Along the way, as this young woman was journeying through this process, she began to develop friendships and partnerships. And this is why she became successful eventually, because she got stakeholder buy-in. And going at it alone will only result in huge mistakes like she was experiencing in the beginning because she was being that type A personality, the go-getter, the get-after-it, and sheer personalities clash with other people. Leaders struggle to look at themselves all the time, and this means that they have a hard time seeing their shortcomings. They need people to give them reflective backtalk. Yeah, that's right. I said backtalk. Here are some examples of great partnerships that have formed by amazing leaders who have changed their industry and our world. And you'll probably recognize quite a few. Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. William Proctor and James Gamble. Bill Gates and Paul Allen. Bill Hewitt and David Packard, Bill Cohen and Jerry Greenfield of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Now, how do you encourage those with less power to feel comfortable giving you reflective backtalk? Well, we have this thing called open source management, and that can be a great way to get great feedback, collect information from everywhere. There's three things that'll happen. You will learn something valuable. You'll loosen up your people and you'll create dialogue. How can you make sure the right people are bothering you? Who should that be? Maybe you should pull out a pen and paper if you're not driving. And if you are, just pull over to the side of the road and start listing the people that should be bothering you more often and how you can Learn something valuable valuable from them. Help them loosen up and then create dialogue so you can gain more data. You see, and that gets to where I want to make my next point. And that's, do you want to have an impact that resonates with your family or even your organization for future generations? Even your community. Think about that. 
How do you want to be remembered? Because you only have a short amount of time, which of your accomplishments cause others to want to emulate you. Have you even thought about that? In sports, we have the Hall of Fame, we, where we immortalize people for their performance and even their impact on the game, how they've changed it or impacted the community. And then we have the White House, who has a presidential portrait of every single president that has served. And in the national capital, we have figures of representatives from every single state. And then in most of our communities, we have monuments that represent people that have contributed to our communities. And at some point, we will all have a marker that will represent us on this short time on this massive rock. Now, that marker will have your name, a beginning date, and an end date. And in between will be that dash. Well, let me tell you, that dash will be the most important part of that marker. The beginning and the end date isn't going to matter. And I have no idea why we give it so much significance and only give the rest of our lives a dash. But your character is going to get revealed during times of great difficulty, just like we are right now. Are you strong and courageous? Will you do the right hard or the hard right over the easy wrong? Will you stand in the face of opposition when it's unpopular? Will you allow your morals and values to crumble because it isn't trending or mainstream? Men and women of character do not live troubled, free lives. They live in faith during tough times and circumstances just like we are in. We are living in these turbulent times. Will you be the lighthouse among the crashing waves? Are you going to be that beacon? How will your life in this moment influence others to live? Not just in the coming days, the months, the years, or even generations. So, do you want to do the right things to enable your success? What is your strategy for life? Have you turned your strategy into a mission and that mission into a plan? Are you leading your life? Or are the events of the world influencing you? Do you feel like you are being bounced around like a pinball in a machine? Or moving towards a destination? Are you passing by opportunities? Does the breaking news cause you to enter a downward spiral, taking your eye off the prize and losing ground and pausing everything? Is today's pressure dogpiling on top of you? You're unable to lift your head from what needs to be done right now because your back is always, and I mean always, against the wall. The load of everything that needs to be done swarms you like a hornet's nest, preventing you from seeing what lies ahead 
next week, or even next month. Leaders with a strong vision for themselves move through their days with purpose, open to the possibilities, opportunities, and people that can help them get there. They can be decisive in the moment because they understand what aligns with that vision and it leapfrogs them from this level to the next. They remain composed during difficult times, positioning themselves three to five moves ahead, just like a chess match, monitoring the landscape and their environment. What can you learn from this type of approach to life? Well, the first step is to understand who you are, what you do, whom you do it for, what you provide them, and how their lives are better because of that. Which brings me to my final point of this three-part series. And that's, have you ever had that leader who was never around? Let's get this one thing straight. They probably disqualified themselves from being viewed as a leader because they either lost the trust and confidence of those that are advocating or they are advocating for and serving because they just weren't around. They didn't make an attempt to market themselves to the organization and influence it. That's probably why 50 to 70% of executives fail in the first 18 months of taking the seat. It might be cliche, but a leader in the army once taught me that you lead from your feet, not from your seat. And sometimes you can be seen, but not present. And sometimes you can be present, but not seen. How is that? Well, it doesn't mean that your mental faculties are where they should be just because you're physically present. It doesn't mean that because you're not physically present, you're not influencing or a part of the organization. Heck, I'm sure, right? I'm sure that you can come up with a bunch of leaders um, that are showing presence today while we're all sitting here at home and away from our traditional brick and mortar jobs. People that are having influence on you right now. There is even leadership in the online world. In this very noisy space too. And when they speak, people really do stop and listen and pay attention. Who are some of those people in the online space that you see as leaders? Purpose to impact leaders. Understand the power of presence and helping people get through tough times like we are right now. And they spend a significant amount of time on a regular and consistent basis with people. But what if you just don't have time because of your duties and responsibilities? Well, they market towards the rest of the organization. And they embody what it is and what it stands for. They don't take on the celebrity status. You cannot let your absence define you either. People will begin to fill the void with their own stories and make up stuff to explain why you're absent. 
These leaders communicate consistently, often, and are transparent about their plans, not only for the organization and you. Everything you do as a leader is amplified. So you need to get this one right. You must clear, I'm sorry, you must be clear, precise, and everything that you say and do has more weight and meaning than ever before. So don't go out there and try to prove yourself. Take your time and get your views and your expressions right with precision and genuineness. The leader works alongside all their employees and make sure they get things done. You will feel their presence even at the beginning of the day, throughout the day, and at the end of the day, whether they can be there or not. They are with you through this entire process. The purpose to impact leader has so much presence, right? So much presence that if they have to be elsewhere or on business or another personal matter, you will know what their guidance would be in their absence without hesitation. So how does a leader's presence in your life give you confidence as you face change? And who needs your presence to reassure them as they face change now? We're all in difficult times. We're all going to go through changes in the weeks, in months, in years ahead because of this coronavirus. So, who needs you to be there? Hey folks, before you take off, I want to leave you with a little reward for listening to today's show. Head on over to KirbyAngels.com forward slash the dash true dash purpose dash guidebook. And you'll find the True Purpose Guidebook, which is a 24-day conversation that helps you create a more intentional direction towards a life of happiness and fulfillment. I'll tell you what, finding purpose and meaning can't get any easier with this short resource guide that I created just for you. So head on over to KirbyIngles.com forward slash the dash true dash purpose dash guidebook, and I'll drop a link in the show description for you as well. Talk to you tomorrow.